Yes, it's Monday, and it's later than usual on a Monday, and I must apologise for that, because what I've done this morning is I've had to try and fix some wood. I know that sounds stupid. How do you fix wood? Well, basically, like, something's chipped in the kitchen, um, in the bathroom even, and I'm using, like, a wax thing that I bought off Amazon to cover it. It's quite good. Takes for fucking ever. Anyway, and then I went and booked a tattoo. Yes, I did, because, you know, Middle age crisis, all that jazz. I'll be buying a convertible next week. I won't be. But anyway, in other news, last night I went to watch The Makings of a Murderer live at the MS Bank Arena with a friend of mine. And it was gory as hell. But somebody asked on um, Instagram when I said it went, was it as scary as telling ghost stories? And I was like, actually, no. Like, I'm going to sleep well tonight. You know, it'll take a while for me to forget the images that he threw on the screen, the presenter. But I slept quite well. Um, One weird thing was the toilets in the bar that we went to prior were facing each other at really low levels. And um, the lad I was with was like, he was on the opposite side, obviously. He was like, you know, I just realized I've never looked someone in the face whilst I'm uh, urinating. And I was like, yeah, yeah, me neither. But weird, this, and technically we're looking at each other holding our private parts. We very quickly changed the topic of conversation. And yeah, so that was my last night. How was your last night? I do hope it was wonderful. So what have we got in store for you today? Well, we have a plethora of paranormal pactivity. I had to throw a P there. So there was a trouble P. But we do. We, of course, are going to say a big thank you to our Patreons. That should have been the other P, not pactivity. Anyway, we're going to say thank you to our Patreons. Then we're going to do a review of a fantastic podcast that many of you guys have recommended. And anytime somebody recommends anything to me, I generally go, thanks, I'll check it out. And I never do, because I'm one of those idiots. Like, I remember in junior school, everyone saying, oh, Jurassic Park. Have you seen Jurassic Park? And I was like, no, I don't want to, because you're all talking about it. And therefore, "Eh, I'm one of them. So I don't. And then I watch Jurassic Park about 10 years later. And obviously, the conversation's moved on since then. But I was still like, hey, Jurassic Park's good, isn't it? And they were like, what do you remember? We've got iPhones now. Anyway, I'm having one of those mornings today. I really am. Um, And you know what? This is the second time I've recorded that sentence because the first time I said that sentence, my hand moved and knocked like a 200-pound recorder to the floor. I don't know if it's damaged. I haven't checked yet, but it probably will be. (sighs) I don't know. You know, I'll have one of these days. Anyway, on the subject of that, I've been having one of these weeks or periods of weeks. And you know what? This is not going to be um, any sort of, you know, you listen to podcasts, I listen to podcasts to avoid whatever's going on in your life. You don't listen to a podcast where someone go, I'm depressed. But you know what I mean? Anyway, what I want, the point of the whole point of me saying this is this. Um, Weirdly and serendipitously, and it's so fucking bizarre. Like it really, like it's, Knock me for six. Whilst feeling like this, being inundated genuinely with random thank you emails. And we don't get this for the dark paranormal because it's, you know, straight laced. It's like a dramatized thing. It's like the way no one sends people who do Coronation Street letters say, thank you for doing Coronation Street. But randomly, um, these emails started to arrive. It was so fucking serendipitous. It was weird. Like, no content, just, I just want to say thank you for um, doing the podcast. 
Like, you know, you could tell me out through this and that. And it, it, t- it hit me, like, in the chest, like a fucking bullet, I imagine. I mean, I've never been shot. God, touch wood. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so I just want to say a genuine thank, like a sincere, genuine thank you. And when I say a genuine thank you and then I say a sincere, genuine thank you, I don't want you to think this is lip service because it's not lip service. It's a sincere, honest to God thank you to everyone who's... Um, I put a post up about it, and that then created... Uh, the, the, that, that was me trying to not put it to bed um, by any means, but that was me trying to say, listen, this weird thing's happened. I felt down. You don't know about it, but weirdly, you have all kind of like sent thank you things, and they've made me feel unbelievably like humbled and better and like, fucking hell, aren't I a lucky bastard as opposed to the way I was feeling? And then that post generated loads more. Thank you. I'm not like I haven't, and I apologise. I haven't read through them all. I can see the notifications going up, and I'm like still a bit anxious, ridden. So I'm a bit like I'll check them. So if you have posted, I fucking sincerely appreciate it. Um, and then to peek it all off, right? Got. I've got to say a very, very special thank you. I mean, to all of you, anyway, obviously, but a very special thank you to one of our listeners, right? And I said to his mum, his mum got in touch via Instagram. And again, like, so weirdly, it was, it, you know, it be, the, the message began with a, I love the show. And I was like, God, this is, you know, I don't know what to do with these messages. And I carried on reading, right? And she goes, but this isn't about me. Listen to this, right? Okay. First and foremost, I, no, this isn't her writing, by the way. This is me saying, Bobby Hugh, I'm talking to you you wonderful little human being. And your mum will forgive me for swearing, but you're a bloody hero. Get onto this, everyone. And this is just fantastic. Right, and I'm like, talk about, you, there's being humbled and then there's like being like, oh, I don't know what the fuck, sorry, Bobby's listening. Don't know what the F to do with that. I don't know what to do. Anyway, listen to this. I'm writing about my son. He's a 10 year old. He thinks Kevin is amazing. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me who was looking in the eye of a fellow friend of his having a wee in a barrel. You know, that's me. He thinks I'm amazing. So much so, get on this, that in his literacy challenge in school last week, he, oh, sorry, in his challenge in school last week, the challenge was to write about his inspirational person of the year. And he chose Kevin. He chose me, 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 me. I just stepped in a dog shit outside. Me. I'm 44 getting a tattoo because I can't grow old and Peter Pan. Me. Anyway, um, he spoke about the podcast in school assembly and won an award for doing so. So thank you so much for lighting up his days. He loves the podcasts. And Bobby Hugh says to say hi to Kev, Becca and the neighbor's cat. All the best, carry on. So, honestly, fucking hell. Talk about how something can... I know I'm rapping on Nothing Paranormal's been discussed on a ghost story podcast, and I know this is very fucking egocentric, and I know I've swore a lot too. Sorry, Bobby Hugh. But, you know, I just, I just really needed to take some time to say a big, big, massive thank you to each and every single last one of you, sincerely. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I do. I'm nowhere of a lie. 
whatever is inside. I'm not sure it's a heart. I'm pretty sure it is a a brick on a rope. But from the bottom of that brick on a rope, I sincerely mean it. But Bobby Hugh, congratulations on your award. I'm speechless that someone's won an award talking about me. I'm even more speechless that you, and God bless you, have chosen me as your inspirational person of the year. That's fucking marvelous. So, sorry. Bobby, just to say, don't swear. It's bad. Okay? You can swear when you're 18. But, um, no, blown away. Well, um, congratulations on your award. Round of applause from everyone in the studio. I'm the only one here. But round of applause. But thank you, Bobby, very much. Now, Bobby Hugh, go win more awards. And don't make them about me because that'd be a bit weird. But thank you so much. Sincerely. And what a fucking genius little boy as well. So uh, I'm brave getting up and speaking and doing all that sort of stuff. I couldn't do that at 10. Christ, at 10, I could barely wear the same size shoes. Like, I, I did go to school without shoes on once, genuinely. Two left feet. And um, it, you know what? It wasn't even two left feet. It was, well, it was two left shoes. But they were different shoes. That's how unaware of the world I was. And there's this lad getting up and going, my inspirational person of the year is... Is the guy who once wore, at my age, was wearing odd shoes to school. So thank you sincerely, Bobby, and a big thank you to every single last one of you. Okay, now don't worry, we're going to move on with the show. But Bobby Hugh, you're my hero. If I could do my Enrique Iglesias impression, what's his name? Enrique Iglesias, is that it? You are my hero, baby. That could get racist very quickly. I'm going to reverse around that conversation. But well done, Bobby Hugh. I think we can all agree you deserve that award. You certainly do. I'd love to know what you said. In fact, forget I said that. Don't send it in because, again, it'll be praise and I'll be like, in fact, I, I, for all I know, there's this weird lad from Liverpool and he's proper bad at podcasts, but for some reason people listen and I'm baffled by it and everyone's went, what an interesting take. There's an award. Either way, Bobby Hugh, well done. And to all of you listeners who've got in touch as well, sincerely, thank you. Anyway, I think I've done that to death. It's time to move on. And what better way to move on than with rock and all roll? And it's not rock and roll, more country, more bluesy, I suppose. But it's a thank you to our Patreons, and we have three wonderful new ones. And we're also going to say a big thank you to Bobby Hugh. He's going to be included. Why not? And we have Claire Pine, we have Hayley Mather, we have Isabel Gordon, and we have Bobby Hugh. And this is for you, Claire Pine, Hayley Mather, Isabel Gordon. Bobby Hugh, they have signed up to the Patreon, and I'd like to say thank you. Oh, you get all the extra shows, you get to keep the lights on too. And if you'd like to join them, well, you just head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts and I will also sing your name out and say thank you it was an E minor 7th we are capoed on the 3rd I know someone somewhere I like to think someone somewhere is sat there with a notebook going he ended show 73 with a capo on the 3rd on an E minor 7th but realistically that's not going to be the case um, just to say as well, the guy that we watched last night who'd done the anatomy of a murder thing, 
He's been all over TV. He's retired now. I think he lives in Spain, but he's a Scottish detective. And, or he was. And he was saying, and he pronounces murder like, you know, Taggart did in the, in the 80s and 90s. Murder. There's been a murder. Anyway, he said he used to drink in a pub in Glasgow. And the actor who played Taggart would come in and ask for information about the cases. And they'd say to him, you, you, you're not the police in real life. You, we can't tell you. You know this. But they'd sit down and have a pint with them, apparently. I thought that was dead good. But I also like the idea that, like, because he played a detective, he felt like he could go in and go, all right, lads, tough day at the office, yeah. Oh, by the way, how's the Jenkins murders going on? Like they were going to go, oh, Taggart, you wouldn't believe it. He's a character, man. Anyway, so thank you guys for signing up to Patreon. If you like the show, this intro has been really long and I apologise, but it was a thank you intro. You know, you're going to get these when you're nice and you're so nice. So what do you want? What do you want? Anyway, um, but if you like all this, what you get when you join Patreon is you get your name sung out. You also get two shows additional every week. Not every month, not once a week, twice a week. Midweek, you get a ramble where it's just me talking to myself while talking to you guys about anything and everything that comes into my brain. It's really hard to write notes for when I'm putting it on Patreon because I forgot what I've already said. And then on a Sunday, me and Becca will cover a topic in about the paranormal. We'll try and stay on track about the paranormal. Now, interestingly, we've pre-recorded this Sunday's Paranormal Patreon, myself and Becca, and it ties in with Becca's Reddit corner because we recorded that first because she's a busy woman now, you know what I mean? So um, we recorded Becca's Reddit corner and there was something mentioned within that. It was um, Asian ghosts, basically, the ghosts of Asia. And after we recorded the, the Reddit corner, I said, should we do the paranormal Patreon about ghosts of Asia? And she agreed, and we did. So you'll see how that'll ties in later. Anyway, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time to review something paranormal so you don't have to review it for yourself. Because let's be honest, that'd be silly. Anyway, it's a podcast we're going to review this week, and it is one that a lot of you guys have got in touch with me and said, have you heard this podcast? It's Boss. And you know what? I tried it, and it is Boss. It's called The Exorcist Files. You may well, well, a lot of you clearly are already listening because you've let me know. But to give you the blurb, I'm, I'm listening on Spotify. Um, I believe it's on Apple Podcasts too. But the blurb says, for the last several years, I'll try and do it in a dramatic, like, you know, voice. I don't know why, but why not? For the last several years, I don't know why dramatic voices are always American as well. But anyway, For the last several years, the Catholic Church has noted an alarming increase in the number of exorcisms performed. I can't do an American accent. And for some of the most disturbing and vicious cases of possession, one priest is often summoned. I personally, I mean, I like the podcast, but I would also not necessarily say that that's a lie, but, you know, it ties in with the, you know, it adds a bit of gravitas, doesn't it? Let's see. Um, with almost two decades in ministry, renowned priest Father Carlos Martins has encountered evil in nearly every way imaginable, from Ouija boards and curses to witches and demonic pacts. Now, I happen to know there's quite a lot of witches who listen to this show, I myself have dabbled in, not witchcraft, but, you know, spellcraft. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know that it should be included there, but I get it, you know, for the build-up of suspense and stuff. You know, witches are good people. You know, doesn't say black magic witches, does it? He means that, though. Anyway, um, it sounds like I'm slagging it off. I'm not. This is just the blab. Anyway, it's a dead good show. I carry on. From Ouija Board, oh, we've set that pause. Father Martins has battled the ancient serpent in many forms. The Exorcist Files are his stories. Now, although my shockingly bad American accent needs exercising itself, the show is really good. Really good. If you listen to The Dark Paranormal, you know what the other show I do, which is Straight Laced, and I add, you know, I edit it to be scary. The, the whole point of The Dark Paranormal is that I do want people to know that, I mean, this is me. You're, you guys listen to me as me. This is how I speak to my friends. Okay. But just within a paranormal setting, you know, the main, the overriding topic of this show is ghosts. I'm just talking to mates about ghosts. That's the feeling this show should be. The Dark Paranormal is edited to be scary. And the point of it being is that I do want people to remember the paranormal's fucking terrifying. You know, you can't say you believe in it and not accept the fact it's fucking terrifying. Like I say this on I said this recently on a one of the Patreon shows for Dark by uh, for the Dark Paranormal, which is that, you know, you hear all these stories, like the nice stories, you know, like um Oh, me, me dog that we had who died. I feel him on the end of my bed sometimes. Lovely, brilliant. But you can't, you can't accept that as a given story. As you will hear, if you're in like an office place in the kitchen, and I don't know why you're in the kitchen. Well, that's really, you'll probably chat. And like um, a guy comes in and says, oh, by the way, that squeak was not a Trump. It was me. Foot on the, on the chair. Anyway, not that he's needed to know. Anyway, and somebody comes in and says, oh, you know what? You know, you know my dog, uh, Betty, I don't know why I said that, um, who died three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, last night, lying in bed. Jump, fell to jump up on the bed. Oh, you never, oh, isn't that lovely? Listen to this, Brenda, come on, listen to this. Everyone's B names in this office place. Brenda, tell Brian and Barbara to come in and listen to this. Anyway, um, and everyone's a believer in that part. If that same guy comes in and says, you know, last night, something grabbed me by the throat and lifted me three foot off the wall. That person they're talking to is going to say, see you, Billy, and walk out. Still be names. You know, and they're not going to be believed. My point is the paranormal's like water. You can't say you only believe in the existence of nice, warm water. You, know, you have to acknowledge the existence of ice, cold water that is uncomfortable, that is like the hurts to touch. Do you know what I mean? And boiling water that will harm you. Um, so that was the point of the dark paranormal, you know, to to remind people like, not that you're playing with fire, but the fire exists in a nutshell. And The Exorcist Files is done in a very, it's not done in a similar way, but it's a dramatized version. So as was described very badly by me at the start there, um, basically this priest, Car Father Carlos, was it? Or Father Martin? Let me just remind, because that's rude. Father Carlos Martins. He is the diocese exorcist, wherever he is. And he's got, he keeps the cases of these exorcisms. And he's decided, am I dubious about the fact he's done a, chose to do a podcast? Yes and no. Um, because otherwise, you know, I wouldn't be listening to something amazing. So made up, you've done it. On the no part, I like the idea of 
like in my head, the exorcist should always be a moody little bastard who, if somebody says, Can, would you like to take part in a podcast? They go, get a fuck. I'm fighting the devil. Don't you understand? I don't want to sit there and start talking about HelloFresh. But um, fair play to him for doing it. And so what they do is the host, whose name evades me, sadly, um, he's a really good host, though. He will sit and they will chat with, he'll chat with the priest, Father Carlos. And he'll start describing an exorcism that he's done. And then it'll go to an audio drama, right? Which put me off at first because I was like, uh, although I kind of do it with the dark paranormal, I don't, you know, it's not like a 10 minute block of script. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, Hey, Betty, how was the day? It's fucking B names again. Hey, Betty, how was the day? Don't talk to me like that, motherfucker. I'll talk to you like I've got a banana. What's with all the B things? You bloody tell me, you bomb cake. It's, it's, you know, it's not like that. It's like he said, she said, the sentences. Um, so I thought that put me off, but it didn't because it's really well acted. And it does add atmosphere to it. Really does. Surprisingly so. I was a bit taken aback by... Um, well, as a podcaster who does a, a similar, I say similar, you know what I mean, type of podcast, I was taken aback by how little uh, words were used in certain parts of it. And it they weren't needed, you know, because they built up such an, a good atmosphere. It was, re- it was really well done, really well done. And the cases are terrifying. I'm, I'm In all honesty, I'm up to episode three um, of The Exorcist Files. There are currently, how many are on there? Oh, there's more than three. Put it that way. I think there are six. Well, there are six on Spotify as far as I can see. Um, The only issue that I've got with it, and it is fucking marvellous. I've been educated through it. Yeah, I didn't know this, for example, and I talk about this on Patreon with Becca, is like, I mean, I'm a Catholic. I make no bones about that you know i'm a proud catholic i'm a lapsed catholic i don't go to i don't take it to extremes like go to church but um you know but i am a catholic historically and um or should i say i was you know my family were catholic so therefore ergo i'm a catholic so uh but what i didn't know is that the difference one of the main differences between um protestants and catholics in the protestant i don't want to say doctrine because i don't think that's the right word they don't allow the praying to other saints. Um, they only allow prayer to God. Whereas Catholics uh, allow, for example, and this I say this on the Patreon episode. Um, I hope it's the Patreon episode and not the um, Becca's Reddit Corner because you're going to hear me say this again in a bit. But um, it turns out, I, I bet it is this episode, <laughs> and if it is, I'm sorry. But it turns out like, like well, I guess as Catholics, we, for example, the patron saint of, well, not the patron saint, but the saint that you pray to if you lose something is Saint Anthony, right? Now, as a kid growing up, the Liverpool Echo was the, it was the most read paper in Merseyside. It sold like half a million copies a day. You know, now it's a rag. It's an absolute rag. It really is. And, you know, it just is. It's clickbait and it's nonsense. But... You, you know, my, one of my daily tasks as a child would be to go to the shop, buy two two daily two daily echoes, two Liverpool echoes, drop one off at me nan's, and then walk one up to our house. And on a Saturday, we'd do it with the sports paper, which was the echo again. But in the personal ad section, there would always be 
Um, with thanks, to, like about five or six within the whole ad section. With thanks to St. Anthony for finding the item requested. As promised, the, this will be in print for the next five days. So they basically made a pact with St. Anthony. You know, like, if you help me find this necklace, I'll put your this prayer, the thank you, if you like, in print in the Echo for five days, uh, which is just bizarre because it's kind of like, you know, it's not too dissimilar to witchcraft, realistically. You know, if I give you X, will you give me Y? And that's not how religion should work, really. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But my point is, is that, like, you know, we... There's a there's a bit in, in Derry Girls, which is a fantastic comedy that you should all watch, um, where they're doing the differences between Protestants and Catholics. And one of the things which I never understood was Cath somebody, one of the Protestant kids says Catholics, Catholics love statues. And I was like, I don't get that. But it turns out it's because um, Catholics can, you know, um, idolize is the wrong word, but they can pray to individual saints. You know, and or Mary or Joseph or St. Anthony, St. Michael, St. Peter. You know, they, they can give specific, you know, St. Peter, this is, I don't know. You know, let's say St. Peter is the patron saint of laying underlay under a carpet and you, you're just not getting it right. And you're like, dear St. Peter, please help me get this underlay fitted. My, I'm at the end of my fucking tether here. And next thing that works, you go, thanks, St. Peter, you know. Where, where we as Catholics are allowed to do that. There's a Protestant has to go directly to God and be like, God, help me with the underlay. So yeah, that, I learned that through this show. I'm fucking rambling now. But I learned that through the Exorcist Files. It's amazing. It's, um, and when I say it's amazing, I'm not going to backtrack on that. I've noticed when I do these reviews, sometimes I'll say, it's amazing. And then I'll go, well, it's not that good, actually. And it doesn't make any sense. This is amazing. Listen to it. You'll be terrified. The one criticism is it's a network show. And I don't mean as in like, boo, networks. It's not, oh, it's not independent media like me. Oh. I don't mean like that. Not in a, in a stupid, stupid way. I mean, it's filled with ads. Like for a 30-minute show. In fact, how long are the episodes? Just let me do, do double check. Uh, one that I haven't played. Okay, 52 minutes, but within that 52 minutes episode, there's like five or six ad blocks. And literally, and I know in England, we're used to a 30-minute show having one ad block and it's in the middle. You know, like it's, um, it's at the halfway point of a 30-minute show. Like and I know in America, you get like five minutes of TV, then there's an ad, five minutes, then there's an ad, five minutes, then there's an ad. So maybe it's that that I'm just not used to, but it doesn't half throw you off the scent. Um, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a, that's the only annoying part about it, but the rest of it is amazing. And you guys got me onto it. So you were probably already listening. And if you're not go and check it out sincerely, it's dead good. It's dead scary. And it's, it's two thumbs up beyond the sky. Ooh, that's a new one, isn't it? So, um, yeah, two thumbs up beyond the sky for the exorcist files. Go and get it wherever you get your podcasts. I would. Hooray, it's my favourite time of the week where I get to read 
paranormal true ghost stories from you guys. And the thing is, we hear them all at the same time together because I don't pre-read them as well you know by now. It just means that I don't read them three or four times before and then read them to you and go, oh, that was scary, wasn't it? Because I'd have been scared the first time. Whereas doing it this way, we get scared together. It just means it may take me longer to read because I'll be like, what does that say? Anyway. So we've had an email in today. By the way, this episode, looking now, is already on 28 and a half minutes. So it's going to be a long one because we haven't even got to Becca's Reddit Corner yet. And that's at least 15 minutes. I don't know. And this is a long story. So brace yourselves for this is an email from Kellen. And it goes thusly. Hi. Hi. My name is Kellen and I live in Utah. I've been really interested in your podcast and I listen to it every moment I get. Why, thank you, Kellen. I figured I could share my paranormal experiences. Indeed you can. So let's start from the beginning of the paranormal experiences. Me and my mum lived in a house with a man. In brackets, let's call him Jay for privacy reasons. And Jay's parents. Now, me and my mum had to share a bedroom. And because she was just starting to get back on her feet, she couldn't afford much. So me and my mum and Jay lived on the top floor while Jay's parents lived in the basement. Okay. The basement was basically a second house because it had a kitchen, bathroom, shower and one bedroom. All the paranormal stuff started to happen as soon as Jay's parents moved out and we moved in to the basement. It all started out with terrible dreams. I remember one dream where I'd fell asleep on the couch and I woke up to a banging and I looked up at the stairs and there was a can rolling down the stairs slowly as if someone was making it go down, but making sure it didn't go down too fast. And then right before it reached the bottom, I would wake up and I would be extremely scared, and I would just end up going back to bed. Then, after me and my mum did not have to share a room no more, in the basement, things started to take a turn. The first paranormal thing to happen to me and my mum was when I was around seven years old and I had a bow and arrow game on my door, and whenever someone would walk by it, the wind would make it bang across the door. So, my mum was doing her morning routine one day, and, you know, she would get me up, she would pick up my clothes, she would get my breakfast, and she would go and shower. Anyways, as I was eating my breakfast, the bow and arrow game hit the door as if someone had walked by or closed the door, and my mum even yelled, Kellen, eat your breakfast, because she thought I'd went and climbed back into bed. Then she looked out of the bathroom and realised I hadn't moved from the stool, and that's at the other end of the basement. She didn't hesitate at all, and she grabbed me and left to go to work and dropped me off at school. Then things didn't happen for a while, until one night. I was trying to go to sleep and I didn't feel right, I felt like something was watching me closely, and then I heard it. Bare feet hitting the tile leading into my bedroom, and it stopped at the doorway. I was too terrified, too scared to even call for my mum, and too scared to move. So I lay there, and eventually fell asleep. Nothing happened for a while after that, and then we moved out of that house and into an apartment. But whatever was in that basement followed us to the apartment. I never felt alone in there, 
and I spent a lot of time alone in there. That basement terrified me the most. It just gave me this horrible feeling every time I'd go down there. Anyways, it was chill for a while. Nothing bad or crazy. Other than horrible feelings that you weren't alone. Until one day, my mum got really angry at me for something I'd done, and she sent me to my room. It was night time, and in her room was a really squeaky bed frame as it was all metal. So as I'm sitting in my room crying because I'm scared, I heard her bed start squeaking like someone was jumping up and down on it, shaking it as hard as they could. I yelled and begged for her to let me come back down while the bed was still squeaking. Even though we were the only two people in the apartment and she was downstairs in the living room whilst I was upstairs, it still gives me shivers to this day. I would see shadows out of the corner of my eyes whilst I was watching TV. I never really thought of anything until I started to listen to your podcast. And then I started to realise I was most likely either seeing spirits or an evil presence. My family is heavily Mormon. Well, my grandparents are. Anyways, my mum was experiencing some paranormal stuff herself and she called my grandpa and asked what she could do. He told her to place multiple copies of the Book of Mormon around the property, and that calmed whatever was following us. I eventually asked my mum what made her call Grandpa and ask for help, and she told me how, when we were living with Jay, she was trying to fall asleep, when she heard pants rubbing, and she thought it was me coming to sleep with her, so she thought nothing of it until it went to the side of her bed and stood there and then she said it grabbed her hair and pulled on it and growled in her ear. She never told me this whilst we were living in Jay's house because she didn't want to scare me. Then she told me about one day whilst she was home and I was at school and she heard the shower curtain close upstairs. Keep in mind it's just her and she ran up there and the shower curtain was closed. But here's the crazy part. She always told me to leave it open, and so did she. That's when she decided to get the Book of Mormon and open it and leave it open. We were around a lot of bad energy and bad events. Maybe that's why the spirit followed us, because there was always negativity to feed off. Like before we moved in with Jay... My mum's old boyfriend was very abusive to her and I watched him hit her and abuse her and throw her across the room once when I was very young. But the spirit didn't stop there and it followed us to where we live now. I yet again still always have the feeling of something watching me in this house. Matter of fact, I have it right now. And anyways, let's get back on track. I've always heard noises like someone walking around and stuff falling over, but I'd never find any evidence of anything that had fell over. Until one night, my mum had this really thick glass bottle full of water, and it was pushed up against the wall on our countertop. And I was in the room playing games, and I hear this loud crash. I walk out, and that thick glass bottle is shattered on the counter 
There's glass on the floor, on the counter. There's liquid everywhere. But the thing is, the liquid in the bottle was room temperature, as was the bottle. So it couldn't have been a dramatic change in temperature which caused this explosion. Then I would have this nightmare once a week for like two or three weeks. But it would always be a man in a top hat with a black trench coat as tall as my ceiling. And he would just stare at me. And then he would lunge at me. And I would instantly be wide awake and terrified. And I could tell there was something threatening there. And I'm pretty sure it's still here. Then nothing happened for a while, but then my uncle passed, and he took his own life, and I fell into a deep depression. And I think this thing was feeding off it. I was constantly tired and constantly thinking bad thoughts, until one day it won. But luckily my mum saved me and nothing happened after that and I started going to church. I then moved up to my grandpa's house, and things got ten times worse. Living at my grandpa's house was me, him, and my cousin. Let's call a mess for privacy reasons. But me and my grandpa would get into fights all the time, and there was always contention between everyone. It was like this evil spirit had followed me once more and was making us hate each other. And that is all that Kellen has wrote. So, well, there's so much to unpack there, Kellen. Firstly and foremost, thank you so much for sending in that experience. That's amazing. I'm going to say amazing. I mean, it's amazing from a paranormal sense. It's horrific that any child should witness domestic abuse. I, you know, I'd serve jail time for domestic abusers and what I'd do to them. I fucking would. And any man who lays a hand on a woman, unless it's in self-defense, and, and I, I genuinely mean that, you know. I, I, I do believe in equality. Like if a woman... I'm, I'm saying this as a victim of female domestic abuse. You know, I've had my eyes clawed at, I've had my face scratched, I've had been bitten in the chest, and not one of these points have ever struck the person doing it. I've just tried to restrain them or tried to, you know fend them off. But my point is, if a man chooses the fact that he's physically stronger than a woman to be a bastard to them, then you know what? Leave them in a room with me for about an hour. That's all I ask. And I'd save fucking time for them. So you should never have been put through that in the first place. And I'm so sorry that you were. Could it have been an evil spirit that caused these dark thoughts and dark depressions that you had? Yes, it very well could be. Could it have also been partly due to the to what you witnessed as a child? Yeah, it could be, obviously. Um, you know, we shouldn't always jump to the paranormal. That said, there's a lot of fucking paranormal stuff in there, which I'm not going to try and explain away. That's just paranormal. And it's terrifying. You also end it rather abruptly there, Kellen. So, um... If you wouldn't mind doing a follow-up email, I'm sure I and all of our wonderful listeners out there, yourself included, would uh, really like to know how things are going because it did end rather... It didn't I mean, It didn't end abruptly like somebody's just hit you with a hammer over the back of the head. I'm not concerned about you. But, you know, if you could let us know how you're getting on now, that would be fantastic. But, uh, yeah, 
I hope everything's better. I don't know what to say there, really, but I hope it's better for you. I sincerely do. And um, thank you so much for sending it in. But sincerely do send in a follow-up email, if you wouldn't mind, please. Anyway, let's move on finally to the corner, which is dingy, dark, yet beautiful and wonderful, and owned by Rebecca. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, whether you be three months old, whether you be 99, I don't know why people always say, like I've seen on a board game from everything from age from six to 90, it's like, can't 91 year olds play this game? Like, 92. Maybe it shows how, as a society, we're living longer. Maybe, Maybe. like like a few years ago, 90 would be like, bloody hell, 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they shouldn't have an upper limit on anything. <laughs> Maybe except for driving. I always find that, I mean, this is red, This is Paranormal Red Corner, but I always find that interesting. We've not yet to have it with anyone. Mm. But parents have had it generation after generation where they eventually have to say to their parents, mm. maybe it's time you don't drive anymore. Mm. And I can't, like, not, not that I can't wait for that conversation, but I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see how it pans out, like, me saying to me dad, my dad's 75, I'd love to see at what point someone's going to suggest to him, maybe you don't get a new Peugeot every second year. Yeah. I mean, you, your dad's a very competent and safe and confident driver. All I'm saying is it'd be very interesting for you to suggest oh, that yeah. to him. <laughs> for me to suggest it to anyone would be farcical. <laughs> to him, because I think, you know, he's he knows that you're not the most confident of drivers. So if you were saying to him, listen, have you considered... I think he'd be a bit like, have you considered... Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, it's quite sad to think that, like, that might be his last car. It won't. I mean, it won't. Be, it yeah. almost certainly won't. Certainly won't Your dad's got at least three cars left. Yeah, my dad's going to be 92 and going, <laughs> so I've upgraded. Yeah. Anyway... So, we're not here to talk about that, uh, the passing of time, the arrow of time. We are here, of course, to talk about the paranormal in your beautiful corner. How are you, anyway? More importantly, in your corner, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Yeah, what's new with you? Good. Um, back in the game, started work again. Yeah. Which is good news. You established that last week. Yeah. Not prostitution, as we established no, last week. No, prostitution. Um, yeah, no, all good. All, all good. good. You yeah. healed? Don't start that again. <laughs> and everyone will be happy to know I've not had to send Becca that emoji. Yeah. Yet. Yet. Excellent use of the word yet. Um, we did see that someone commented throughout the week about um, they heard like a little dinging noise as we were recording. And then they yeah. realised it was the neighbour's cat eating from a little food bowl. Good spot then. And they said, yeah, I know. Um, and they're quite right. And they said it brought them such joy. And I would just like to say that every time we hear it, I share that joy. I and also, literally, uh, we, we record these at completely random times of the week, don't we? Mm. Like, really. And as we've said that, this is not a lie. Can you hear her? She. she, she <laughs> do you hear her? So the reason it gives me such joy is. When she's dinging like that, it means she's eating a wet food, and we much prefer eating a wet food to a dry food for like yeah. hydration purposes. So when she's crunching, that's a dry food. So we're not too bothered about that. But when she eats a wet food, you it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, yeah. But it is so funny that she waits till we're in this position to do it. I think maybe she just likes to eat around us. You know, she likes us to be here when she eats. Maybe. So when we sit down together, she's like, "Oh." I mean, just beforehand, she was raising Mary Hell upstairs. There was like a proper kerfuffle, and you laughed at me. Yeah, listen, listen to her. Agents of chaos. And I was like. 
I can't sit here. I'm a catastrophist. So to me, she's making that noise because she's managed to wrap the blinds around her neck and she's suffocating. Um, and I'm upstairs and she was sat on the bed looking at me and saying, nope, just goes an absolute man. <laughs> just ripping things to shreds. I can't believe though, just as you were talking about that, like, oh, someone commented on the ding, ding, ding. She popped out and said, someone, do you mean this? Ding, ding, I know. What's nice is well, some people might think that we've intentionally done that as if there's any chance whatsoever we yeah. could persuade her to do something. Like, there is zero training. We have zero authority over this cast. Exactly. She yeah, does yeah, exactly yeah. what she wants. I mean, we, I mean in fairness, the football is cl- next to the couch that we sit and record this on. But that, okay. you know, anyone who owns a cat will tell you you can't train a cat to eat. I think other people could possibly train the cat a little bit better than we could. Yeah, we have yeah, just yeah. N- absolutely no influence over this cat whatsoever. Yeah, 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 definitely. And like it's, um, and we're also we haven't took a collar off and started randomly knocking it against the bowl to like <laughs> say, oh, listen again. She's currently moved up to the window lead, so she must be done for now. Anyway, paranormal Reddit corner. I have chosen. Um, when I say I've chosen, this is the first one that came up that seemed short. Okay. I've not read through it. Of course. Why would you? It might be racist. It might be homophobic. <laughs> But it's going to come from your mouth, not mine. <laughs> so, right, excellent. So, so I will uh, edit as we go then, we'll edit I? as we go. Um, anyway. Oh, also, we did have another piece of feedback, which I quite liked. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm going to share with you. And thank you very much to the person who sent this in. I don't know how comfortable you are with me using your name, so I'll just use your first name. Okay. Yeah, that's right. um, hi to Catherine. Okay. <laughs> Catherine's... Um, Sorry about the hiss. I'm Seriously, parched. you complain when this cat eats her food whilst we're doing this, and you're there, like opening bottles. Are you seriously going to swig out of that two liter bottle of coke? Well, you're not going to touch it. This has got disaster written all over it. Fine, just swigging some coke. And why wouldn't I touch it? I like Pepsi Max Cherry. Well, I haven't got. I ain't got cooties or nothing. I'm not even if they are. I, I they're on grease. Let's not make that a habit. Okay, I, I won't be just a habit. You're going to be in a rush because. You asked me to fix something, I tried to fix it, and I let into some time. Just use a glass. Okay, will do. And by that you mean, I've been running late all morning, is what you mean. Yes. (laughs) Um, Anyway, hi to Catherine. Um, She's commented on someone else's post, and said, I also, also, I find myself saying out loud, Kevin, don't interrupt Becca. Did you see that? Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah, did you see that? No. Now, Catherine, that's the sentiment... In fact, yeah, I did, because I, I commented Aisha. that I'm off to interrupt you. Right, yes. I, uh, Catherine, that's the sentiment I also share, so thank you very much yeah. for, for empathising with me. Yeah, and that's not just on podcasts. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, in life. Like, like, you know, this podcast... God's sake, Kevin. This podcast in general is, is, is a pretty good window into how we, re, <laughs> we, we, uh, we talk to each other. Yeah, particularly you trying to throw paranormal stuff at me, <laughs> me trying to yeah. evade it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very much so. And I'll, I'll bend it in, won't I? I'll be like, hey, did you hear about what happened next door? And you'll be like, no, what? Interested, because it's a neighbour. Mm. And I'll then try and segue that into a story about the Warrens. Yeah. And you'll be like, this is no longer about next door, is it? You've got ten seconds. I know, my friend asked me the other day, someone mentioned Amateurville. And I was like, I know all about Amateurville. And they really? were like, do you really? And I was like, yeah, no, seriously, I know all about Amateurville. Fair enough. I could Ed sh- and Lorraine. Well, Ed and Lorraine are, you know, the bio, hmm, not really an yeah. integral part. No, but they famousized it for me. No. Did it? Didn't. Did Didn't. But anyway. Anyway. Anyway, moving on from who made money out of Amateurville. This is the story that I chose for you to read today. Merci beaucoup. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thanks. 
What? So weird. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, you that's... don't say anything because you don't interrupt me because I'm doing Reddit Corner. Yeah. Got yeah. <laughs> the title of this story is A Laugh from Nowhere. Ha-ha. Let's begin. Back in college, I was hanging out with my friends one night and I realised too late that there was no more public transport available. So I asked one of my best friends to take me home on his scooter since we don't live too far away from each other. Can I just say, at that point, it sounds like somebody had put the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air into chat GPT and said, write this like an English sentence. I was chilling around my home around seven or eight and the public transport said, hello home, I will smell you later. I wonder I wonder why people don't want you to interrupt me. Fucking good point. Yeah. <laughs> that with gems like that. This Kevin is reversing from the conversation. <laughs> beep, beep. He agreed, so we decided to hang out longer with everyone and have a few drinks. Don't worry, everyone sobered up by the time we headed home. Good. Sure you did, yeah. It has been more than a decade ago now, but from what I can remember, we took off at around 1 or 2am. The roads were empty and it was super quiet, so we chatted happily while on the road. We got to this area where there were no houses, only trees that were far apart from each other. So if there were people there, they would be very visible. Even at 1am, as the moonlight was bright enough that night. Fair enough. Good explanation. We were telling jokes and laughing out loud, partly to shake off the eerie quiet of the night, when suddenly we heard a woman's laugh, loud enough that we both got quiet instantly. It sounded like it came from right behind me. Keep in mind that we were on a moving scooter on an isolated road at 2am. That's terrifying, to be fair. I, thought, I, I forgot they were on a scooter, I thought they were in a car. And I was going to say, that's eerie enough, but on a scooter. We both got instant chills, and I immediately wanted to cry. I'm a scaredy cat, yet I love these sorts of stories. Well, He quickly asked me, who was that? I looked behind, and on both sides of the road, there was no one there. Not a single person, not even a stray dog. Or hyena. I looked up at the trees, because it was mostly coconut trees. So I looked to check if there was a person on top for some reason. No, but yeah, no. Wait, What's thinking, the coconut element got to do with it? The hairy death knot. Well, maybe... I mean, you could still look up at the trees to see if there was a person up there. The fact that the coconuts doesn't mean they're more yeah, likely to be a person I also there. like the fact that they said, I I really wanted to cry because I'm a scary cat, but I love these stories, lol. I like the idea of her in tears on the back going, this is amazing. <laughs> Maybe she meant that she likes hearing these stories, but doesn't like to yeah, live Yeah, I know them. what she means. I'm completely the same. If I'm in a terrifying situation, I, like, I, I want me now. If, um, um, but at the same time, when I'm telling you about it next week, I'm like, it was a dark, cold night. I turn Irish. Okay. So there was no person on top of the trees? Yeah. No one was collecting okay. coconuts. I laughed nervously and said to him, you heard it too? There's no one around. We both agreed that it sounded like it came from behind me. Fearing the worst, he drove faster until we got out of that isolated area. It must be an electric scooter, this. Do you hear that? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I think they mean like a scooter is in like a motorbike scooter, not a scooter as in like you put one foot on the ground and push. Yeah, I know they mean like a moped. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, you'd have to shout, Did you hear that? Motorbike mopeds are quite loud. Well, they've already said they were chatting and laughing and well, telling jokes. they had jokes. no helmets on. Well, there you go, they had no helmets on. Not very safe. I'm going to report them. For something that you've made up? Yeah. Okay. Fearing, sorry, fearing the worst, he drove faster until we got out of that isolated area. He still had to drive back on that same road after he dropped me off, but he made sure to drive fast. 
Even more than a decade later, we remember that experience and bring it up from time to time as one of the creepiest, unexplained experiences we both have. I like that. That's good. I do, you know, all in as a bit of a general, you know, nothing's flew about. There's no poltergeist. There's no possessions. It's just a general spooky's tale. I like that. Any comments? Yeah, well, from me, right, it's a seven-paragraph story, right? Yeah. Like a full story. All I can hear a bit is that they heard a woman's laugh. Yeah. On a dark and lonesome road, though. A and dark. he said... Sorry. Oh, we both went in different directions and song-wise. I was going down a dark and lonely road. And what were you going? Um. Oh, so you were literally... Changing the words to the long and winding road. Yes. Oh. What were you doing? I was going to a dark and distant highway. Suddenly, as in um, tenaciously. Yeah. Play the best song in the world, or I'll eat your soul. Um. So someone has commented. I had an experience last night where my husband went. Are you okay? Yeah, I should check the battery. Okay. When my husband went into the gas station and I was waiting in the car, suddenly a male voice whispers, "Hey." In my left ear. Freak me out. I've never experienced anything in public and I've experienced quite a bit. I know that fear. That sucks. That's a bit weird. He. It's interesting, you know what? That there's numerous stories we've covered or, or, or I've read where it the, the thing said is hey. Right. Right, which makes me think, is there... Uh, sorry, I've just done them Ks. It makes me think, is there... Is there some sort of... I wonder if they're all in cars as well. I wonder if there's like a natural sound that, you know, like mm. a seatbelt or something. Road would make, that yeah. sounds like a... Yeah. Um, someone else, this is a great comment. Someone said, oh boy, ever read an Asian ghost story? The woman is usually in the tree or on top of it. <laughs> an amazing comment. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, and someone else has replied to that and said, and sometimes it's just a woman's head with long hair and entrails. I don't... I don't think that means what they think it means. I think they do know. What do you think they think it means? But I don't know what, what they do think. What do you it... think that is? What do you think that is? Well, entrails is like your innards, isn't it? Yeah. It's not just... They don't just mean a head and innards. No, they mean like... as in like, like intestines and stuff. No, they mean like... As in like the muscles and the ligatures and the tendons from the neck down. Right. They don't mean like... a. A, a body without skin or a skeleton and a head on top. Or yeah. muscles. Not just a load of organs walking around with a head on. Yeah, but that's what that suggests, just like Yeah, anything. but I mean... So I'm right, aren't I? They don't, I don't think that means what they think it means. I'm too wrapped up in words now. <laughs> I'm in a word prison. Um, so is that true uh, about the Asian ghost stories? Is the woman usually in the tree or on top of it? That's the first time I've heard of it. And I'll be honest, if... I would love it, and I, I do mean this because I'm a tit, I would love it if every Asian ghost story at some point went, and there was a woman in a tree. Do you know what I mean? If that was the build-up to every well, Asian ghost story. Well, if it's every Asian ghost story, then it would be more likely, and the woman in the tree did this. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. A standard. Yeah, imagine someone, an Asian person telling a ghost story, and at the end of it, somebody going, are you sure that happened in Asia? Because... There was no mention of... Oh, there was. Sorry, yeah. I forgot to say at the start. Yeah, no, of course there was a woman in the tree. Sorry, sorry. I just thought you'd already know that there was a woman in the tree. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you didn't say that. And did she... Was it a normal woman or was it the entrail woman? Mm. It was the entrail. Okay. okay. Also, when they say in the tree or on top of it, 
I think it would be very hard for a human to get on top of a tree because at the top of the tree, the branches are thinner and you'd fall down yeah, on the leaves point. and stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But then again, we're talking about alleged ghosts. Like, you need to be in the trunk of the tree, don't you, not on the top? Yeah. So you'd be up in the tree. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about just a head with entrails, I think um, how they got there is the least of your worries, really. Do you? Yeah. No, Any more no, comments? Or... No, no, no. That's it. Okay. Well, as ever, thank you for allowing us into your dark and dingy, yet beautiful and lovely corner. You're welcome. Um, any plans for this week? Um, no. Well, I'm... But you want to tell the people about? <laughs> no, I'm waiting for us to go to lunch, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we're about to go to lunch today. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, as ever, thank you for joining us. Thank you for allowing us into your corner. You're welcome. tell us about the paranormal. You're very welcome. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank God you said bye, because I was stuck again. With what do I do? What do yeah. I do? Thank you. Yeah, I'll just take Come this. again. <laughs> okay, thanks, Beck. Bye. Bye now. Bye.